I pray the Lord today will really bless our wonderful partners. And Chad said, Amen. 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 I just ministered for a short time at the graduation for Jesus School. I loved it. And I'm on the way back. So now I want to talk to you. First, I want to say thank you. Thank you with all my heart for being such wonderful partners, precious, precious people of God and our family. And I want to talk to you about the importance of not allowing anything in your home that does not honor the Lord, glorify His name, anything that is worldly, anything that is demonic, um, will block the blessings of God from people's homes. And I am sure a lot of you know that already, but somebody may not know that. And that's why I feel it's, it's, it's time for me to bring that message. I did minister on that you know, quite a while ago, and always the response has been so great. But I just felt, uh, since I've been teaching on reversing the curse and breaking the curse, and maybe to help you understand how the power of the Word of God can absolutely transform our lives, all of us, as we work out our salvation with fear and trembling by allowing the Word of God to really penetrate our being and live that Word daily. So when it, when it comes to uh, objects uh, that can keep people in bondage, that also has to be talked about. And I would like you to ask me some questions. You may have some questions, Chad, that I think people will have you know, in their hearts about that. But when, when it comes to liberty, yes, the Word of God is so important, but we have to obey it. And one of the things that the, that, that the Bible talks about is not to allow anything accursed near us. Now, people have wondered about that in the past because I had somebody say, well, how can such things affect us? Well, it's not that they affect us. They grieve the Holy Spirit because we allow things, even without knowing uh, that we allow things, into our homes and uh, into, uh, you know, our, our, uh, anything close to us, our surroundings can actually affect us. But God already warned us in His Word about this, and He expects us to know very clearly His commands. So, what is the first commandment in the in the Bible? Thou shalt not, shall not have any other gods before me. Why? Because these gods are demons. That's why. So let's let's read together, and then I'm going to share some of these with you that actually I've seen in my own life. It says, but the children of Israel, I'm reading Joshua 7, verse 1, committed a trespass in the accursed thing. There was a man named Ahan, I'm sure you all, you all read that chapter, who, uh, when they invaded Jericho, stole uh, a garment and some gold and so on that had some demonic uh, uh, you know, image on it. And it brought a curse to the whole nation of Israel. So now they, they go to fight a very small uh, village called Ai or Ai. And they come and say, you know what? We only need just three or so thousand soldiers. They'll do the job. Well, they get defeated. And now they come back. 
because they're, they're afraid uh, that the news now is gonna is gonna spread <coughs> that Israel <coughs> that Israel was defeated and now they, they will lose the promised land uh, that's what they thought and so the Lord said to Joshua why are you why are you praying why are you on your face like that get up Israel has sinned he said in allowing what is cursed to be among them and they already broke the covenant and the commandments and unless you remove it I'll not be among you now God is too holy God is so holy that he does not allow anything or anyone in his presence that does not represent his kingdom or even an object or object that does not represent his kingdom. It can keep people in bondage. And that is because of God's holiness. So we have to be very, very careful. What do, what do we allow in our homes? Now, let's talk about demons, first of all. Who are they? Well, demons are the pre-Adamic race that lived on earth before Adam was ever created. Now, a lot of people believe it's angels, but demons cannot be angels because angels never look for bodies to inhabit while demons do. So that's a very controversial, long subject with many questions attached to it, so we're not going to get into it. But I myself believe demons are the pre-Adamic race because God said to Adam, replenish the earth. He didn't say replenish, he said replenish. And there's a big gap between verse 1 and 2 of Genesis 1. Now, again, I could be wrong on that. A lot of people believe different, but the way I understand the Bible, I see that when Satan, who was Lucifer, fell from heaven after rebelling against God, the earth was judged and destroyed clearly described in Job chapter 5 and other portions of, of, of God's Word. So, uh, one day maybe I'll teach on this, uh, on the pre-Adamic race. We're a very intriguing subject, but right now let's focus on what we're talking about. What we're talking about today is, who are these demons? Well, demons lost their bodies and are, are eager to possess anybody that's, uh, that's vacant. So the Lord spoke in, number, uh, in Matthew 12 and said how demons go looking for vacancy because, see, every human being at one time or another had some kind of oppression with, it, with the demonic, but we, when we are saved, we are, we are free from that. But demons are extremely ter territorial. They don't give up easily. So they go back looking for vacancy. What are they looking for? They are looking for the Word of God in people's lives. If the Word is absent, they'll get in with a lot more devils than they had before. And Jesus said, the Lord said, that the, that the condition will be a lot worse later. So what attracts them? What attracts them are three things. Number one, sound. That's why in many religions there's uh, beats, drum beats or they make noises, or they repeat a sentence over and over and over again. So sound attracts demons. In, in, in some religions, they, they repeat a sentence over and over, and then they go into a trance. And then they're able to put swords in their bodies, or walk on fire, or not feel pain, whatever. This has happened in many different religions. So uh, the second is sight, sight. That's why you see images where there's demons, there's always images of some 
false god or some whatever. Uh, when I was in Calcutta, I saw a lot of you know images of different gods everywhere around the city. And so you see a lot of that in many parts of the world. In Haiti, you see it in many, many parts of the world. And surprisingly, in those cities where you see those, those, uh, those statues, there's a lot of poverty in those areas. So that's number two, is, is things people look at. And today, people sadly don't realize the danger of bringing some image of some sort into someone's home um, that could bring demons with it. Number three, smell. That's why they burn incense. So wherever you see the demonic, you see three things. Some kind of a sound, some kind of an image, and a smell. So be careful, be careful what you allow in your homes when it comes to sound. A lot of the rock music that people played in the 70s uh, had uh, demonic words in it and demonic beats in it. People don't like it when I say that, but it is a fact, okay? And that's why many went on drugs. Many young people uh, got into bondages because of the beat. Now, that also exists to this day in many uh, uh, different uh, music, uh, you know, sounds Absolutely. of music. Especially, now, especially hip hop. Pardon? Especially the hip hop culture now. That's, that's, I don't know much about that, but that's, anyways, that's affecting the young people on a mass scale. Yeah. Mass so sound is very dangerous. Don't. Yeah. Please, please. Does that have something to do with the enemy's original position as Lucifer? Yeah. Well, Lucifer was the music director of heaven. In fact, there was a pipe, an organ built in him, all kinds of pipes in his own being, if you can believe it. When you read Ezekiel, when you read Isaiah, it talks about that, especially in Ezekiel. So <clears throat> he corrupted the sound of beauty and elegance in heaven. And so sound today attracts demons, while worship drives them away. The proper sound drives them away. Now remember, when David played, played his harp, King Saul was refreshed. The demon had to leave because of David playing a beautiful harp unto the Lord. He wasn't really playing, by the way, to entertain Saul. He was playing in worship to the Lord and those devils left. So it's important to understand that, that music has incredible power on our lives. Good music and bad music. And so today, in some churches where they play wrong worship, there's a lot of mental troubles in those churches. Not just bad music, you just said wrong worship. Uh, wrong worship, it, 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 that's what I call it. It's not real worship. So it's not just songs with bad words or... No, there are, there are songs with Christian words that is not worship, that is completely flesh. I've been, I've been, listen here, I've lived long enough to see it, okay? A lot of our worship today is not born of the Spirit because it doesn't, it's not born out of experience. Like someone, door. huh? That's still a door to the demonic? Of course it's a door to the demonic because it's not true worship. I know people will be upset with me, but I really don't, don't mind that because I'm telling you what I saw. 
I've been in ministry 48 years or more now, and as a Christian, 50 years, I've seen it. I've seen it all, and a lot of the worship of today is not real worship because it's not the result of revelation. Worship is the result of revelation. Thanksgiving and praise, it's not the result of revelation. Thanksgiving, we enter into his courts with thanksgiving, into, uh, into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Well, why do we thank him? For his goodness. Why do we praise him? For his greatness. Why do we worship him? For who he is. And that demands revelation. That's awesome. I can see God's goodness in my life. I can see God's greatness in creation and praise him. But I have to know him to worship him. You can't worship the Lord without knowing the Lord. And worship is the only thing that allows us to hear his voice. Because in Psalm 95 it says, Worship the Lord, in verse 6 and 7, For we are his people and the pasture of the Lord, his own sheep. Meaning, it's his care over us. That's why we are his sheep. We, uh, we, you know, we are his pasture. So he's showing his care over us. We are his people and the sheep of his passion, it says. And so it says today, don't rebel against my voice. The next thing you read in that beautiful psalm, harden not your hearts when you hear my voice. So worship brings the voice of God and worship is so important. Worship is more important than service or ministry. Why? Because the seraphs of Isaiah 6 had six wings. With four, they covered their face and their feet. That's worship. With two, they flew. That's service. So worship has the, the double impact of service. And we see it over and over in the Bible, how God once seeks that worship. Even the Lord Jesus said that. So worship is the result of revelation, and that drives demons away. But anything that is not worship brings them it's awesome and it's the wrong sound that we we're we're hearing today in the church many many churches not everywhere thank god listen i was spoiled by the ministry of gathering woman i was spoiled by the ministry of rex humbert and oral roberts and the amazing ministry of billy graham that touched my life deeply and the greats of old so many of them. I can name Corrie and Boom and Mother Basilia Schlink and David Duplessis and Derek Prince and on and on. I was spoiled by their ministries because God used them to bless my life and I'm saying spoiled in a, in, in a good way. I saw the real thing. I was, I saw the real thing. Today, what I, what, when I come into these meetings where the music is so loud, it almost hurts my ears and I have to go and protect myself from that noise. So sound is very, very important. We don't allow the wrong sound. And also what they're saying, what they're singing. And sometimes people allow songs that are completely worldly, totally uh, of the flesh, and that can lead can lead to the demonic eventually, eventually, because when when you listen to worldly songs about the world, it leads to the demonic eventually. Yeah. Now, number two, let's talk about images. Let's talk about sight. What are people watching on TV today? What books are they reading today? What magazines are they allowing in their homes? Nearly every. Uh, 
tabloid, um, what do you call those, newspapers, yeah. has the horoscope in it. Look it up. Yeah. Nearly every one of them that talks about gossip or whatever, every one of them, if not all of them, but I would say 90-something percent of them, have the horoscope in the back. Well, that's demonic. It brings demons with it. One out of seven men in America reads the horoscope daily. One in four women. You wonder why the church today is in such terrible shape in this country. And a lot of them are Christians. How sad. Or they call themselves Christians. Today, there is a, there's a massive exodus of young people out of the church. You know that, and I know that. I just saw the report on CBN News a few days ago. It's a massive exodus. What brought that about? The wrong sound and the wrong images. That guy that left the faith recently who called himself a worship leader, I saw it on CBN News a few days ago. The kind of music he was playing was not exactly of the Holy Spirit. Look, I've been there. I've seen it. I've seen the real and not so real. I've seen them all. And you know, 50 years is a long time to learn things. Life is a teacher. Life is a classroom. I know when we moved to Florida, watching you choose the right home, I learned so much. Oh yeah, even so even much. even when when I when Sue and I looked for a, for a, for a home, we always wanted to make sure there's no images in it prior to our moving in that that bring in the the demonic. I walked into a place and you were with me, where there was a picture of Satan in there. Well, you didn't think I want to live at that house. <laughs> I, when, when I, it, it's so true and it, it's practical and it's so real. When I moved into my place, I uh, something didn't feel right. Yeah, because of what happened, what was there before you. Right, and so I played beautiful worship music. It took maybe one or two nights and the atmosphere completely changed. Uh huh. Worship amazing. will clear it up, but sometimes the Lord will speak to you not to go there, like He did with me, because I just did. I, I I didn't feel comfortable buying a home or leasing a home at the time that had ungodliness in it. I didn't want it. So, you know, uh, that's just the way I've always been. But let's just talk about images. Images are are pictures, statues. Images are uh, expensive paintings or uh, expensive gold or uh, precious metal uh, things that form an image of something ungodly, you have to get get rid of it. Don't even desire the gold. Don't even keep it or melt it into something else. Because God commanded Israel, no. You know, when you go to Africa like I've been, or Southeast Asia like I've been, or other parts of the world where the demonic is so powerful, it's on the streets, you know. And, and then you talk to believers precious people who will tell you how the Lord spoke to them to get rid of those images from their homes. I was in the Philippines years ago and uh, this family was telling me how uh, God spoke to them 
because you 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 see it over and over and over in those countries and every saint of god that is living the life in those countries knows what i'm telling you is the fact hey i come from a part of the world where we had witchcraft all the time in our home i remember so vividly when i would walk uh, uh, home from school there was a, a uh, Coptic priest whose wife turned into a fortune teller and uh, people began to go to their house and uh, demons were in, in operation so massive in that place because she was speaking to the dead and called the dead out and all that. You, you could smell the incense a block away from that place and you felt something evil in there. And I was just a little boy. And we had that, we had some of that in, in our own home. We even had people come and read our teacups and coffee cups and palms and you name it before I got saved. But thank God the Lord has set us all free from that. So I've seen that world too. Many of you have too. So why don't you turn here and just park and then we'll, 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 we'll go all around down where that, those you know, stores are. Because I want to finish what I'm talking about with God's precious people. All right, so any image that has the appearance of the demonic or the world have nothing to do with it. And number three, the incense. People I know love to, some people, love to burn nice smells in their homes. Be careful what is, <laughs> what is being burnt. If it's used in a demonic ritual, have nothing to do with it. If it's, if it's used, in, in places, um, in other parts of the world where they, there's a lot of demonic activity, don't touch it. Don't even get near it. So we got to be very, 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 very careful. So these images, these sounds and images and uh, the, the incense bring sickness with it. I remember a girl years ago who could not keep food in her in her tummy? She was dying from uh, from hunger. She was not able to keep food. And I went to to her to her home. I remember that was in Sault Murray, up in northern Canada. And the Lord showed me, said, "Get that image out of here. Yeah. Tell the family." And when they did, the demon left her. It was demonic, and her health came back, and she began to eat. Her appetite returned because of one picture on that wall. There was a man watching me on, it's, it's, it's green. There was a man watching me on TBN years ago. And I'm sitting on praise with Paul and Jen Krause. And I said, there's a man watching in Arizona that has a red book on your shelf. I said, that's why you are dying with cancer. And Paul and Jen looked at me like in shock. I said, it's on the third shelf. And it's the third book on the third shelf. The guy called right in. He said, there is a book, it's red. I never knew what was in it. It was satanic. It was about wow. Satan. I said, go and burn it now. This was all on live TV. He calls the, the phone lines. He tells the, the, the dear people there. They come and tell me, I now respond to a fellow who was on the phone at that same time. I said, burn it now. As he burnt it, the power of God went through him. And the pain left. Wow. My own dad 
used to smoke hubbly bubbly, you know what that is? Yes, uh huh. Where they put water in these bottles and put yeah. you know tobacco on top and smoke it. And he had he had one by by the by the fireplace where he had some rocks on, underneath. He, he didn't use it for smoking. He had another one for smoking. But there was a little book in there, uh, a black book, if I recall, sitting in, in, the, in that little, whatever you call it, hubbly-bubbly thing. And, and I was praying for my, for, my, for my family. I was commanding the demons to leave them. And the Lord spoke and said, Go down now and break the bottle and burn the book. And I said, Lord, if my father sees me, he'll kill me. He says, Go now break the bottle and burn the book and my parents went home at that time they were out so I took the little black book threw it in that fireplace before God Almighty won't burn it would not burn finally I said in the name of Jesus and when I said that I heard screams coming out of the fireplace screams came out of that fireplace and the book burnt and my parents were saved the next day the next day they were saved on a Sunday. So I can tell you, I've seen it happen. I'm talking to people now who probably have loved ones who are not saved because of something in their home. Yeah. Some image, some whatever in their home. Yeah. Be very careful, precious people, I plead with you. So get Ahan out of there. Pastor, may I share a personal story? Yeah. You know, saints, my high school, our name was the the city and our mascot the demons literal what? literal demons the face of a demon on our shirts our clothes of everything. what a demon no no of what you said uh, my high school oh my Lord. believe it or not jackson and i we went to the same high school oh. saints i used to I, I feel like someone is is uh, struggling with nightmares i i would have bad dreams when i first got saved mm. and i i burned all that close and you and, and you they stopped free. and i was free you bet we need to pray right now for you, sweet people. We need to pray for people you know. Look, a lot of you, I'm, I'm sure, are free, but I think some of you know people who are not, maybe in your own family. So if you've had troubles mentally, if you've had troubles even physically, if you've had troubles with some oppression, ask the Lord to show you what's in that house of yours, what's in that condo or apartment or where you are that is not honoring Him, and then get rid of it. Just obey the Lord. You, you are, you, when you ask God, He'll show you. He, I promise you, He'll show you. It won't be that difficult for, for you to know it. Then say, Lord, and then say, and, and you have to, to speak. Yeah, please shut that down for me. And you have to speak, because it says in Isaiah, say to it, get the out hence. Mm. You have to command it to leave. Mm. That The spirit that came in because of that. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray pray with all my heart and Chad and I agree for the people that you'll open their eyes let them see the dangers that may be around them and they don't know that they're there Lord whether it's the sounds or the sights or the incense or whatever Lord things that are there let them know what it is precious Jesus bring them into liberty bring them into deliverance for your glorious name's sake Lord today let this be the beginning of freedom in their life, freedom in their family, freedom in their home and future. In Jesus' holy name, glorious name. Amen. Amen. You know, I'm going to write a book on this soon as a little book that, I, that I really, the Lord has put it in my heart to write that and go into a few more details to help people. So, well, it is needed because today we have so much that's being thrown on God's people 
that is demonic in nature and nobody seems to pay attention to it. Little foxes, yeah. Huh? Little foxes that spoil the uh, Exactly, yeah. All right, it's time to give to the Lord's work. I'm asking you to give so God can bless you. Because when you sow seed, harvests will always come. So thank you for being my wonderful family. I love you dearly. I really, really mean that. I don't just say it. You have no idea, you have no idea how much I love doing this daily with you. I began in March of 2020, and I just love it. It's like, Lord, that's all I want to do now is strengthen your people. Bless your people. Pray with your people. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, Sunday, Monday, Monday, next Monday, I have a healing service in Dallas. It will be live, so be with us. We have our partners coming, coming together at Pastor Troy Brewer's Church in Dallas. And so it's, it's already packed. If you want to come, just maybe call our ministry or just come. But uh, you can still see it live uh, uh, on Monday night. Okay, you can give on the platform you're watching me on. You can give by going to our website, benin.org. You can give by texting BHM45777. And please become a partner with our ministry. Help me now get on TV because we are actually, a lot of these programs now are, are on television or getting on TV. We're already on two networks and going on the third one soon. And plus other networks around the world free of charge. The ones here we're paying for some, but it's all right. Okay, so you can do that today and God will, will bless you. And I'll see you tomorrow for another amazing time in the Lord. Much love. Bye-bye.